Hi, everybody. This is Jason Crane, and I need your help. Like many of you, cancer has impacted many people in my family, including very recently. And as one way to fight back, I'm riding in the Livestrong Challenge Ride in Philadelphia at the end of August. Now, here's what's in it for you. For every $5 that you donate to my ride via thejazzsession.com and the link in the upper left-hand corner, you'll get a raffle ticket, which will put you in a drawing for jazz prizes, including autographed CDs, LP reissues, and a whole lot more. So again, go to thejazzsession.com, click on the link in the upper left-hand corner right below the scrolling list of donors, and every $5 that you donate enters you in the drawing for jazz prizes. The drawing will happen right at the end of August, after the ride. I really need your help here, folks. My goal is $1,926. I've raised uh, over half of that money now. 1926 of course, because the ride is in Philly, and 1926 is the year John Coltrane was born, and he's got the big Philly connection. So let's ride that train all the way to a victory against cancer, okay? Once again, go to thejazzsession.com. In the upper left, you'll see the scrolling list of donors. Click on the donate link right below it, and give whatever you can. No amount is too small to the fight against cancer. Thank you very much. And now, on with the show. Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session, the weekly jazz interview show. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. The Jazz Session is also available at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. This week's guest is guitarist and composer Miles Okazaki. From his new album, Generations, this is Overture. Thank you. 
My guest is guitarist and composer and artist Miles Okazaki. His new album is Generations. It's on the Sunnyside label. Miles, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. So this album, there is so much going on on this record, uh, musically, conceptually, uh, artistically, both visually and and through the the sound arts. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about uh, kind of the genesis of this album, the the first kind of uh, twinkles of this album in your eyes, so to speak? Well, the genesis of this was really with this first album I did that was called Mirror. I originally thought I wanted to do kind of a series of records, so this is the second of those. This first, I wanted to have a contrast to the first record, and the first record was very detailed and production-oriented in terms of, like, very controlled. You know, it was we did everything in little parts and then put it all together, and it was uh, I was extremely meticulous about every little detail, which was one way of working. And then, uh, and then this record, I just wanted to kind of play live, as if we were playing live. So we did the whole thing in in one take and just played straight through and left it at that and didn't do any editing, overdub kind of stuff. And and, uh, I just wanted to have two different perspectives on some kind of similar material conceptually. It's kind of coming from the same place, but two different ways of playing, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say that it may not have been... uh in the recording process, uh, technically meticulous, but it certainly is uh, conceptually very complex and and thought out in advance. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about was that there's obviously so much thought behind what's happening musically on this record, but I, I can't imagine that all of that thought was possible while you were actually playing. It seems like that demands too much of you to keep also all that that kind of theory in your head. Can you talk a little bit about finding that that balance between the concepts you had behind the record and then just actually making music with a bunch of other live human beings? That's always the thing. I mean, you sit around and think about uh, what it means to you personally, you know, this record or the, this concept or that thing, and then you have to um, have people to play it and you don't want to have to explain everything. And everyone, you know, the great thing about playing is that everyone has their own personality and they make it sound different than you would if you were just, you know, thinking about it yourself. So I have I have a few different, I mean, all of the things on this record were kind of visual ideas, you know, so those, you can't put a drawing or a diagram in front of somebody and say, play that, you know, it all has to be translated into some sort of common language, which is basically sheet music, or some of the stuff is not even really written down, you know, and uh, these musicians in this record are really at the top of their game, and they can they can do anything. It's very easy to to explain a version of of what's going on, and they have already know a version of that that's in their vocabulary, so they can do that. You know, I don't know. There's a song in there called "Waves," which is the idea was this kind of uh, symmetrical kind of uh, you know, it was this little picture that I had, and I put it in the sheet music just so people could look at it. But um, really, it's just these four interlocking sounds, and they can, you know. The musicians here, are, they can just they can just play with that, and it's the, so the, the elements themselves, the little building blocks, are very simple. Uh, it's more like the way that they're arranged and things like that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, um, it, it does, and it obviously did to the musicians too. You actually started with the, tr- the first track I was going to ask you about, and I'll just make an editorial comment, which is that Dave Binney just crushes his solo uh, on Waves. It's just amazing 
Oh, yeah. Amazing performance from him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. I mean, yeah, and plus you play with people enough and you just kind of don't, the, the, you get your own own way of communicating that doesn't necessarily have to deal with explaining anything. You know, like I, I played with Dan Weiss for a long time and, and we never really talk about anything. It's more just sort of getting the sound. So. Was a big part of this album then selecting the band? Oh uh, no, not at all. Actually, it's just I didn't even do any selection. The, the band is uh, the core of the band, which is me and John, the bass player, and Dan Weiss, the drummer, and Miguel Zinon. We were we've been playing together for a long time since uh, school days, like ten years ago, and uh, they were also on the first record. And then Benny, uh, Dave Benny, I met several years ago, and we just started playing, and he started playing in this group. First as a sub, and then we just became three horns, and it was like cool. And then Jen Shu, I met, and I just I've always been thinking I wanted to have a voice because that seems like a, uh, I just was hearing that, you know, I was hearing that in there, and uh, it, it gives it a certain balance that I really enjoy. the preparation for this session like when you were actually in the studio or were there, were there rehearsals ahead of time was it literally let's just walk in and play it in a take I mean how, how did oh, that all work oh no we, we had to rehearse it yeah. I would hope so because uh, I was going to be yeah, really no, terrified we, if you were able to pull this off in one take with no rehearsal no 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 I mean yeah we had to rehearse there's some pretty there's some pretty complicated music in there but but uh, what did we do we did uh, we did I think uh, two re- days of rehearsal and then we did two gigs, two nights at the Jazz Gallery, and then we went in the studio the next two days. It was like two days, two days, two days. So, um, except we didn't use the second day. We just did it all on the first day. So that was that was nice for me. <laughs> it saved some money. <laughs> but um, uh, so that was about the the, uh, the amount of time we spent on it. You know, it's, it's hard to get everybody together. So, um you know, we're doing a, a couple of dates again coming up, and that's the next time after we did the record that we'll all be together again. So, uh, about a year later, almost. 
Did you start writing this music uh, while you were also working on the Mirror Project, or did this all begin afterward? Oh, no, this is all new. Um, this was for a... Originally, it was written for a grant from this organization called Chamber Music America that a lot of uh, uh, a lot of musicians have done projects for them. Miguel has done one, Donnie McCaslin, uh, just a lot. I mean, you go on their thing, there's just tons of people uh, have done... A, a, a project for Chamber Music America, and they give out these grants. So this was uh, one of those, and then I just went in and recorded it. Also, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't mean. Uh, are you recycling music? I meant since you said they were part of a series, I wondered whether some of the musical ideas that now appear on this record oh, yeah, were all part yeah. of what you were doing beginning with Mir. Yeah, almost all of them, <laughs> actually. But but it's just different versions of the same. I mean, it's like the underlying. Uh, well, I think the thing was in Mirror was kind of a like a million different things, little things, and this was uh, this record is like a few things looked at more closely, you know, uh, at more, and at more length and with more improvisation. And what are you talking about when you're using the word things in that sense? Like a structure, like a harmonic. They're like so I have this one harmonic progression, this sort of series of chords that just is in almost every song in the whole thing, you know. So I was thinking. Well, here's a challenge. You know, how could I, how could I use the same thing in all these different songs and make it sound different? You know, hopefully, uh, in a bunch of different contexts. You know, as opposed to the the first record, which was like every song is a different, totally different from the next one. That's what I mean by that. But uh, that was the goal, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like, but but that was the goal. So, uh, to try to to try to have all these things linked together uh, with with some underlying material but not have it really be that obvious yeah that that makes a lot of sense while uh while there certainly are some you know guitar solos and solos by most of the instrumentalists on this record and and jen shu as well uh this certainly seems to be more of a a collective i think if you just put this on somebody's cd player and said which one of these people is the leader it would be hard to tell is that by design yeah uh I think the emphasis is on a sound, you know, having a sound that is an ensemble sound, you know. I mean, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have all these musicians on a record in order to make a guitar record. <laughs> you know, I could go make a guitar trio record, and I, I hope I do at some point. I've kind of been wanting to do that. But, but for now, this, this particular project is like, it's a big group, and, and, uh, and the sound is all of these musicians. I mean, and... Certainly, I want to hear like Miguel Zanon or or Dave Benny or whatever. I want to hear any of these people solo more than I want to hear myself solo. You know? <laughs> so uh, I, I do play a little bit, and everybody plays a little bit. You know, not a, not a lot. Everybody plays about the same. It's a group effort for sure. Miles, were there moments uh, in the recording session that surprised you? Well, yeah, because I've never tried to. I mean, I haven't. This is only my second record, so I'm not very experienced in the studio. I mean, I've done stuff with other people, so it was kind of a, a leap to just say, "Well, let's just play and 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 see how it goes." And uh, it always surprises me in the studio when you can get into the type of of zone that you have when you have an audience, because it's it's like a much different feeling playing for people in an audience you know the only person who's listening to you in the studio is other musicians and the engineer and and, and it, you want to capture that feeling but you you know you have to sort of pretend on some level or I do anyway you know I felt 
I really felt like at certain moments that that we were getting into that feeling of 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 uh, imagining you know the communication thing that happens when you have an audience. So that surprised me. I didn't know if that would happen or not. So I mean, I, I hear that on like you know you hear great records of uh, you know from old records and things, and that's happening all the time. But I didn't know if we if you know if I could do it or if we could do it or not. Um, but these are great musicians, so. I just I owe it to them, <laughs> but the, they you know I'm constantly surprised by how you can write something down and give it to people and then it works you know that's that's always amazing to me you know that it can just work uh, I don't think it's that easy to assume that it would that it would work you know <laughs> it's, it's much easier to play uh, stuff from other people that you know is going to work you know like to play a, a record of Thelonious Monk compositions and they're going to the compositions are are great, you know. They've already been been tested. So these are kind of untested. So if they work, I'm very happy. Although in this a, in this band, you went in, or in this recording session, you went in with a number of players uh, who you know very well, and there's already uh-huh. there's already a level of trust and understanding between you. So it seems like you're kind of hedging your bets in the direction of it working, right? I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, of <you> course. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's gonna. You know, these guys are playing. It's gonna sound great. Yeah. But there's a difference between it just being executed and a difference, and then the chemistry thing, you know. So being able to hear, to get the chemistry across on tape is like the goal of this particular record. That's why I wanted to, to just play it. And you know, you the thing happens when you're playing live and you're getting tired and you get, you lose concentration. But or you know, you just the the thing that happens when you when you're playing live, you can build up and build up a, a certain type of momentum. You know that you can't normally get in the studio, and I, re- I really wanted to try to capture some of that feeling in the in the studio this time. The, the Chamber Music America grant would it would it even be possible to make a record like this without that kind of institutional support? I mean, I just wonder, as a working musician, would you have the time to devote to an album like this? Well, that's the thing. You know, it's it's uh, different. People find different ways of of supporting what they have to do. I mean, for me, grants and things like that are a great help because you don't have any strings attached. You don't have somebody else 
dictating to you what it, what it has to be or a, a label telling you what it has to be or, you know, or thinking about how it's going to sell and all that type of thing, you know. Well, I find this album uh, interesting because I... I always listen to every record that I get uh, the very first time without reading anything that comes with the record, any of the press material, none of the liner notes, anything. I just put the album in and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And this album works very well that way. I think as an as an album to listen to, it's great. And then as an album to kind of learn about and delve into, it's it's also great. And that seems like kind of a challenge. It seems it seems like it might be difficult to make an album that's got so much depth and yet also works so well, you know, just as a record, just as a collection of music. Uh, it seems like maybe you've captured some lightning in a bottle on this. Uh, on oh this record. well, I, I appreciate the, the kind words <laughs> and uh, and and your uh, flattering opinion of the record. I mean, I I, uh, I think that yeah, the, the primary thing is you're making a record, right? So it's it's sound that you're going for, and the sound should should communicate on its own. I really I believe. In in that you know, I believe that you should be able to know nothing about it about the record, uh, uh, who's on it, or you know what kind of style of music it is, and you know what the education of the listener is, and what they know about who you know anything. I think that the sound should just be the sound. You know, it's like I, I play it for my seven-year-old daughter. You know, she doesn't know anything about anything uh, except what she likes. You know, and and uh, you know. His very honest opinion, which is usually like this is kind of weird, you know. But but um, yeah, that's fine. That's 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 a uh, that's a very good point of view for me to hear. So the sound is is the primary thing, and then the if somebody's curious, they can go into looking at the other other aspects. I mean, with this with this album, I made a bunch of drawings to go with it, and that was sort of meant to be a companion because I don't. It's hard for me to talk and write about music a little bit. I have a little bit of a hard time. I, I prefer to kind of deal with it in terms of sound and in terms of images. You know, that's probably why I'm not so articulate on the telephone. But um, you're doing but just anyway. fine. <laughs> no, I'm just nervous. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the tape is rolling. But this this thing, yeah. There's a few different things. There's these pictures, and then there's 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 a, a few ideas floating around that that I, I wanted to to convey, you know. But um, really, it's about energy and sound, and and uh, I'm I'm glad that that you felt that, uh, that that the music could stand like that because I certainly, you know, it's like when I go to a gallery, I, I don't want to or a museum, I don't want to have to read the the little thing on the wall to to know what the what it's about, you know. I don't really like to deal with that, so I like to just deal with the primary source, which is the, the image itself or the, the creation itself. And sometimes it's interesting then to go back and find out about it, but, but that's, that's really a, a secondary thing.
That was Miles Okazaki from his new album, Generations. You've been listening to The Jazz Session, the weekly jazz interview show. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of The Jazz Session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. The Jazz Session has an email mailing list, which is a great way to win free music, and you can sign up at thejazzsession.com. If you're on Facebook, there's a group for The Jazz Session, and I give away some music there, too. The theme music for this show is by the Respect Sextet. Check out their brand new album, Serious Respect, online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Rabel, who redesigned the Jazz Sessions logo following the partnership with All About Jazz. Dave has uh, done an amazing job for the show, and I'm really, really thankful. Thank you so much for listening. Please support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Thank you for listening. Bye.